Blog Talk Radio. Pleasant good morning to all of you in Radio Land, and you're listening to the entertainment show on the Cricket Show. And with me online is Dennis Pete. Mr. Dennis, good morning good. to you, sir. Good morning to you, Leon. Good morning, and uh, welcome to another Saturday morning episode of our Cricket Show, the entertainment portion. And uh, I thought for the day today, in the midst of firestorm and hurricane and heat, are you with me? Okay, Dennis. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So in the midst of the firestorm, hurricane, and heat wave, I am asking people to have faith and remember, help your neighbors. Thank you, Leon. Back to you. Yes, indeed. And we are also joined by Phil Hallpipe. Good morning to you, Phil. How are you, sir? Good morning, my dear friend, sir. Sir Leon Francis. I, I think you deserve a lot of honors, you know. I think, did, did, I did think I, so. Did I to say that? Yes, I said it. You know, I asked Dennis to give me the word of the day, and it looked like say, you wanted to rob him of that opportunity, but nevertheless, I take it. <laughs> Dennis, what is the word of the day or the thought of the day? Well, you can call it two words of the day. <laughs> a main one from Dennis and a subordinate one from me. <laughs> yes, and I, I would appreciate, though, that if you could 
does help us with the background noise there, you know, a lot of, lot yeah, of fans, yeah. you got a lot of fans yeah. around you, so tell them, you know, that you're a celebrity, you're on the radio. Yeah, uh, is it okay. better now? Yes, better. So Dennis, yeah. give us your thoughts yeah. on the day. Well, Leon, I was saying that uh, the thoughts for the day will be for us to have faith and help our neighbors. Amen. Amen. And what say you, Phil? Are you you in agreement with that? I I would like to second that motion. Okay. Let's start the ball rolling this morning. Just to tell our fans and well-wishers, we're not going to have the presence of Mertris on the show this morning, and she may not be on for a while. And, of course, we have not heard yet from Ivor, but I assume that he is still doing his thing there, out there with the Major League and the Minor League and the local cricket. He's one of the most popular umpires in these parts. The time is occupied there a lot. So we're going to be... Calling on my dear niece, and she's going to say she's not afraid of the gospel. And I'm ashamed of the gospel. P. Old Thorn. Yes, I gotta just put a mute on Mr. Phil. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for all you have done for us in the past. We pray you'll continue to bless the show. Let it go on without any interruptions. We pray for the wonderful people who made it possible for us to have a show for the past 11 years, Lord, and counting. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray you let this one be one of the better shows that we've ever had. We pray for the ones who are struggling, namely my dear wife Eunice, my dear brother Eugene Francis, who will be celebrating her birthday in two days' time. Um, my other brother Dwayne Francis, Dr. Leroy Lashley, and his wife and his niece, and his daughter Lisa. Maruby, that is um, Audley's mama. We pray for her as well. My sister Gobert Francis, Wentworth when Francis, my other brother, Murtis Nisbet. Ralston Otto, El Camido Willett, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Connie Whitley, Dennis Kelman, Selma Cornelius, Ellie Matt, Willis Daniel, Mona Daniel, Fillmore Hallpike, Rosbert Bird Flamley, and of course, all the others who are not at Press their concerns, Lord. We just pray for them. And hope you just may just bring them back to their normal selves. We thank you for all you have done for them in the past. And we pray you just continue to bless them, keep them safe, and help us as we do your work this morning. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And all God's people say, Amen. And Phil? Yes, let's continue with Phil. Bring her up a little louder because she's Every moment his hand has held mercy For all the love he showed all my life 
simple thing just doesn't say how I'm feeling. I get tears in my eyes. So as for me, I'm gonna keep on believing in the one who. She is definitely not afraid of the gospel. Yes, yes. Uh, this is one of my favorite nieces, Lord Dennis. Just very much niece my, yeah, my, my niece. Mm-hmm. Her niece, Connie? My niece. Okay. Your niece. Yes, okay. Indeed. And um, I know Phil has a lot of noise at the background, but Phil, please help us in our cause to make it uh, an enjoyable and uninterrupted show. Um, you heard that song, right? You you know that song. I'm sure you must have played that song many times. Okay. All right, let's go to my favorite singer now, and he is the late, great Hopeton Lewis, and he sings a song, If You Only Knew. 
you only knew the blessing that salvation gave, you would never, never stay away. If you only see the table spread with lovely things, you would come to the feast today. For when the door is open wide and the Savior bid you come, there is nothing you have to fear. Be now wise and step inside and never be like those that throw their lovely chances away. If you only knew the blessing that salvation gives, you would never, never stay away. If you only see the table spread with lovely things, you would come to the feet today. For when the door is open wide and the Savior bid you come, there is nothing you have to fear. Be now wise and step inside And never be like those That throw their lovely chances away Never, never stay away If you only see the table spread with lovely things You would come to the feet today For when the door is open wide And the Savior bid you come There is nothing you have to fear Be now wise and step inside And never be like those that drew their lovely chances away. If you only knew the blessing that salvation gives, you would never, never stay away. If you only see the table spread with lovely things, you would come to the feast today. For when the door is open wide and the Savior bid you come, there is nothing you have to fear. Be now wise and step inside and never be like those that drew their lovely chances away. That drew their lovely chances away. That drew their lovely chances away. Yes, yes, many. That's your favorite. Um, Gospel singer? Or yes. is he one of them? Yes. What a wonderful rendition. This man has a golden voice. Indeed. I, I love him. I, I got about 10 of his albums. I told you I'm ah. sorry that he had to go. He was too early. But we all had to go at some time in our lives. And he has gone to be with his maker. I hope he will rest in peace and rise in everlasting glory. The Grace Thrillers, and they, they said, I'll be caught up, they call this one.
question to you. Question to you. Why did Jamaica have produced so many great singers? Not only in gospel, but all, all generals. Why are they well, good? Uh, I, is it because I, I they are go one, Talawa? I, why, I will go one step further and say not just singing, but... Uh, Sorry, not just singing. Yes, we've got the athletics, we've got the cricketers, we have the poets, we have, in fact, wherever you go around the world, you're not too far away from a Jamaican because uh, we are small, but as the man say, we're Talawa. Yes, indeed. We're strong and we make our presence known because we're an ambitious group of people. Right. My next edition. Thank you for that, Dennis. My next edition is from Susan Boyle. You know that lady. You heard her sing, and but she couldn't remember her her by these songs. By these songs. Okay.
tennis. You remember her, right? From American Idol fame? Well, actually, I didn't recall where I'd heard the voice before, but it is such a melodious and uh, lovely to hear. Yes, because it was unbelievable when she appeared on the show and her physical appearance was not the best. But when she opened her mouth, everybody were were in awe. Melodious voice. And that that makes me want to play it one more time, Dennis, because it's worth listening. (laughs) Yes, well, it is worth listening to again.
my fond boy. Favorite, one of the most favorite songs ever. Song. And I would not, I would, I don't want to be punished for not playing a song by whom? Same, your favorite, your favorite singer. You know who that is. She, she goes by the name oh. of S.C. S.C. <laughs> means Shirley Caesar. And she said, one day at a time. One day at yeah. a time. We lost Phil, but I know he has unborrowed time, you know, in uh, terms of use, of use of his phone in his facility there that he's in. But we are praying for dear brother Phil. He is um, very encouraging. He's very, very, very special to me. Know him from long time ago, and we never lost touch with each other. Yes. Shirley Caesar. Phil will be back. Okay, as you're saying, Phil will be back. Yes, that's right.
Chris, why do you love him? Shirley Caesar so much, her song, her singing. Yes, he certainly steers that toe-tapping and that, uh, you know, makes you feel really, really cool, warm, and humble hearing the voice like that. She is absolutely amazing with that wonderful melody. We must have more of Shirley Caesar. Find yes, some more of them. Yes, okay, but let's hear from Joel Olstein. He, he is one of my favorite preacher men. I like to start with something funny, and I heard about these three pastors that were in a boat on a lake fishing together. One of them said, we never get to let our hair down. Let's each tell the area that we struggle in the most, our greatest sin, so we can pray for each other. The first pastor said, I hate to admit this, but I have a problem with gambling. Sometimes I sneak out at night and gamble. The second pastor said, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I have a problem with cheating. I hardly ever pay my taxes. The third pastor sat there silently. They waited and waited. He wouldn't budge. They said, we are not leaving until you tell us your greatest sin. He said, all right, my greatest sin is gossiping, and I can't wait to get off this boat. (laughs) Okay. And um, we're going back to one of our favorite singers as well, the late, great Michael Jackson. He says, you're not alone.
charge sun When you add it all up The full cost of my love is no charge Well, you know, when I think about that I think about the day that Jesus Went out on Calvin, gave his life As a ransom for me When I think on the word If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature I like to think that the very minute that he shed his blood My debt was paid in full And I want you to know today When you add it all up The full cost of real love is no charge One more time for you, Dennis Why not? Well Let me hear you. <laughs> you can you don't mind hearing it more than once, don't you? That is so, Leon. I remember when I first heard the version of that song was sung by Tammy Wynette, and I have never forgotten it since then. And I've always loved it, and this is just wonderful. All right, so listen to the For more of the yard, five dollars. If I'm making up my own bed this week, one dollar for going to the store, 50 cents, and playing with the little brother while you went shopping, 25 cents, taking out the trash, one dollar, and for getting a good report card, five dollars, and for raking the yard, two dollars, total owed, 14.75. Well, she looked at him standing there and expecting And a thousand memories flashed through her mind So she picked up the pen and turned the paper over And this is what she wrote For the nine months I carried you
Yes, Dini Mocha. A personal copy that was presented to me. Autograph copy presented to me. I kept it for a long time. He was a member of the worship group in Christ Fellowship in Miami. And he gave me that copy. I kept it for forever. And I have it that I can play. I don't know if you like it, Dennis, but... Yes, and not one single syllable lost over the years you've had it, huh, Leah? No, not, not a little. Alvin Slaughter, he's the guy that I love. I love him so much. He, he's one of my favorites as well. So many favorites, I don't know how to rank them from one to to a hundred. But this guy well, is awesome. As favorites, you don't need to rank them. Just play them. <laughs> Just play them. Here is my...
Well, then we're going to sing us some Jamaican songs. But if we sing them, you got to get out of those seats and you got to dance like you're really from Jamaica. Or your parents were from Jamaica. Parents, parents were from Jamaica. But I want you to be true to who you are.
No, here is Dennis. Dennis, it's all yours, sir. Well, Liam, good morning again. And uh, this weekend, it's the Labor Day weekend, and we have the uh, weekend warriors from the minor leagues will be out in full force. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games on tap. So we will begin with the games for today, about to start at 10 a.m. Eastern time, which is probably pretty close to uh, now. So we begin with the Fort Lauderdale Lions against the New Jersey Somerset Cavaliers at Broward County Stadium, Lauderhill, Florida. That's 10 a.m. start. New Jersey Stallions against the Orlando Galaxy at the Mac Cricket Stadium in Delray Beach, Florida, 10 a.m. start. And once again, I remind you, this is the Toyota Minor League uh, Cricket Tournament. Bay Blazers playing Chicago Blasters at the ATAC Park, 1 and 2 in Wentzville, Missouri, 10 a.m. start. SoCal lashings against Austin Athletics at the Prairie View Cricket Complex, Prairie View, Texas, 10 a.m. start. The San Diego Surf Riders against the Irving Mustangs at the Musa Stadiums in Pearland, Texas, 10 a.m. start. Golden State Grizzlies against Michigan Cricket Stars at the ACAC Park 1 and 2. Wentzville, Missouri, 10 a.m. start. Empire State Titans against the Morrisville Cardinals, Church Street Park, Morrisville, North Carolina. This one is an 11 a.m. start. D.C. Hawks against the Atlanta Fire at the Atlanta Cricket Fields in Cummings, Georgia. This is a 2 p.m. start. The Atlanta Paramveers against the New England Eagles at the Atlanta Cricket Fields again, 2 p.m. start. Philadelphians against the Florida Beamers at the Mac Cricket Stadium, Delray Beach, Florida, 2 p.m. Chicago Catchers against Seattle Thunderbolts, ACAC Park 1 on 2, Mansville, Missouri, 2 p.m. start. Silicon Valley Strikers against the St. Louis Americans, ACAC Park, 2 p.m. start. Houston Hurricane against the Hollywood Master Blasters, Prairie View Cricket Complex, Prairie View, Texas, 2 p.m. And Manhattan Yorkers against Morrisville. And that is at the Carnazzi Park, Brooklyn, New York. That is the Saturday schedule. And now we look at the Sunday schedule. The New Jersey Somerset Cavaliers against the Florida Beamers at the Mac Cricket Stadium, Delray Beach, Florida, 10 a.m. The New Jersey Stallions against the Fort Lauderdale Lions, the Broad County Stadium, Lauderhill, Florida, 10 a.m. start. D.C. Hawks against the New England Eagles, Atlanta Cricket Field, 10 a.m., Corings, Georgia. And a reminder, these are the Sunday matches, Sunday, September the 5th. 
Chicago Blasters against the Golden State Grizzlies, ACAC Park, 1 and 2 at Wentzville, Missouri, 10 a.m. Houston Hurricane against the San Diego Surf Riders, Prairie View Cricket Complex, that's 10 a.m. Sunday, the 5th of September. Irving Mustangs against the SoCal Lashings, Musa Stadium, Pierland, Texas, 10 a.m. start. Michigan Cricket Stars against the Bay Blazers, ACAC Parks 1 and 2. That's Wentzville, Missouri, 10 a.m. Empire State Titans against the Manhattan Yorkers, Church Street Park, Morrisville, North Carolina, 11 a.m. start. Atlanta Fire against New England Eagles at the Atlanta Cricket Fields, Cummings, Georgia, 2 p.m. Once again, this is a reminder. This is the Sunday, September 5th matches we're looking at. We have the Philadelphians against the Orlando Galaxy at the Mac Cricket Stadium, Delray Beach, Florida, 2 p.m. Silicon Valley Strikers against the Chicago Catchers, ACAC Parks, 1 and 2, 2 p.m. start. Seattle Thunderbolts against the St. Louis Americans, ACAC Parks, 2 p.m. And Austin Athletics against the Hollywood Master Blasters at the Musa Stadium, Pearland, Texas. That is 2 p.m. Again, that, those are Sunday, September the 5th. And, of course, there's no rest for the Warriors because Monday, September the 6th, we have another slate of matches, beginning with the Bay Blazers against the Chicago Catchers at the ACAC Park in Wentzville, Missouri, that's at 10 a.m. Monday, September the 6th. St. Louis Americans against the Golden State Grizzlies at the ACAC Park, 10 a.m. Monday the 6th. SoCal Lashings against Houston Hurricane at the Prairie View Cricket Complex, Prairie View, Texas, 10 a.m. start. Austin Athletics against the San Diego Surfriders. Musa Stadium, Pearland, Texas, 10 a.m. And the Chicago Blasters against Silicon Valley Strikers, ACAC Parks, Wentzville, Missouri, 2 p.m. Monday, the 6th of September. Hollywood Master Blasters against Irving Mustangs, Musa Stadium, Pearland, Texas, that's 2 p.m. And... Finally, on Monday, September the 6th, we have the Seattle Thunderbolts against the Michigan Cricket Stars at the ACAC Park, Wentzville, and that is a 2 p.m. start. So those are the matches on tap in the Toyota Minor League uh, schedule for this weekend, including Labor Day, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Now we'll take a look at the Week 6 meaning the table for the last round of matches played last weekend, the updated schedule, uh, updated uh, group table shows Morrisville and the Southern Division. We have Morrisville, Cardinals, 10 matches played, 28 points, they're top of the table. Atlanta Fire, nine matches played, 
six games won. They are second in the table with 26 points. And the third in the table at the Atlanta Paramveers, nine matches with 14 points. Orlando Galaxy bringing up number fourth spot, 10 matches. They are 14 points. And Fort Lauderdale Lions, second from the bottom with eight matches played, eight points in hand. Fort Lauderdale, Florida Beamers, 10 matches played, 1-1. One, one. They have eight points. And we move now to the Eastern Division where we have the New Jersey Stallions, 10 matches played, 32 points, top of the table. DC Hawks, number two in the table, 10 matches, 24 points. The third is the Philadelphians, nine matches. We have uh, 22 points. And Manhattan Yorkers, fourth in the table, eight matches played, five wins and 20 points. We have the Manhattan Yorkers, I think I just gave you those, and the Empire State Titans, number five. They played eight matches with 16 points. The New Jersey Somerset Cavaliers, second from the bottom, 10 matches, four victories. They have 16 points. And finally bringing up the rear on that uh, Eastern Division is the New England Eagles. Seven matches played. They've won two, and they have eight points to their name. So those are the schedule for the group. And now we go to the Central Division. Austin Athletics, 10 matches played, 30 points from seven victories. Second in the table, Houston Hurricanes, nine matches, 28 points. Second in the table, Michigan Cricket Stars, number three in the table, with 10 matches played, 26 points from six victories. Irving Mustangs, nine matches, four victories, and they have 20 points. Chicago Blasters, nine matches, three victories, and 14 points. St. Louis Americans, 10 matches, 3 victories, and 12 points. Finally, bringing up the rear of this group is the Chicago Blast Catchers. Nine matches played. They have yet to win a game, although they have two points from a no-result situation. So those are the tables up to date for the last group of matches. And now... We can take a look at the uh, up-to-date uh, group uh, for the Western Division. Team number one in the league at that point is East Bay Blazers. Eight matches, seven victories, 28 points. The Golden State Grizzlies, eight matches, seven victories, 28 points. Uh, Silicon Valley Strikers, nine matches, Seven victories, 28 points. So we can see how competitive this Western division is. Three points, three teams tied for leaders. And fourth in that round, that table, Seattle Thunderbolts, nine matches, five victories, 20 points. San Diego Surfriders, 10 matches, two victories, eight points. SoCal Lashings, 
second from the bottom of that table. Nine matches, two victories, eight points. Hollywood Master Blasters bringing up the rear. They have nine matches, one victory, and four points. So now it's time to look at the batting leaders in the top ten batting leaders in the Pacific Conference. We have Andres Goose in nine matches, and he has a total of 356 runs. Next, we have Jacobus Pienaar, 10 matches with 340 runs total. And third in the table, Cody Chetty, nine matches, 316 runs. And Marty Kane, nine matches, 304 runs. Willem Ludic, number five in that table. Two, nine matches, 295 runs total. Number six in the table, Ryan Scott. Ten matches, 285 runs. Number seven, Sujit Gowda. Eight matches, 282 runs total. Eight, Shehan Jayasuriya. Nine matches, 275 runs. Nine, Nick Hill, Kanchan, 10 matches, 274. And number 10 in the Pacific Conference, Sri Krishna A, 10 matches, 260 runs. And what I have not actually given to you is their averages. I figured you might be able to calculate the averages, but just for Starters, Andrews Goose, number one there. He has an average of 59. And Jacob Espina, an average of 48. But Cody Chetty, an average of 52. Marty Kane, average is 50. Willem Ludic, average is 49. Brian Scott, average is 31. Sujit Gowda, 40. Sheehan Jayasuriya's average is 39. Nikhil Kanchan averages 39, and Krishna, a, his average is 26. Now we look at the week six batting leaders for the Atlantic Conference. Xavier Marshall, 10 matches, 408 runs, his average is 40. Number two, Zane A. Said, six matches, total runs scored 309. Average shown here as an amazing 103. Number three is Jaskaran Malhotra. Ten matches, 305 runs. Average of 50. And Ravi Inder Singh Meha. Ten matches, total runs scored 283. Average of 35. And number five, Trevor Griffith, seven matches, 260 runs, average of 52. Six is Jonathan Fu, eight matches, 252 runs, average of 63. And number seven, Pan Patandin, Chris Patandin, eight matches, 249 runs, average of 35. Eight, Mark Parchment, 
seven matches, 246 runs. That's an average of 49. And Sonny Suhao, 10 matches, total 240. And his average is 24. And number 10 in the Pacific, in the Atlantic Conference is Dominique Ricci. 10 matches, 237 runs. His average is 23. And I must add here for clarification that it appears that the Atlantic, the runs, total runs scored is actually the decisive factor in terms of who is number one. But the averages show uh, Zahi Asahed with 309 total, and he's got an average of 103, which reflects perhaps three not out in his matches. So that's why the averages is so much uh, different. So we group them according to the total number of runs scored from 408 at the top down to 237 at number 10. That is Thank the you. averages and the results for the last batch of matches. Thank you so much for that. Are you hearing me, Dennis? Yes, yes, I'm here. Leon. Yes, indeed. Right Thank you so, so much for that. Um, let me just give you the remainder of the sports this morning. We do, we do have... Um, just going to bring you up to date with all we have. Okay. Are you there? Are you there, Benny? Yes, I am listening to you, Leon. Waiting for you. We have the test matches, the oval. India fighting back. Yeah. Yes. India okay. fighting You're back. There. Right. India fighting back in June. Yes. Yes. They, well, let's begin. India. Do you have the latest score? Sure. Yes. I. I yes. India. Why don't you do so? Was one ninety one, and in their second mm-hmm. innings, this is session two, on day three, mm-hmm. India's one hundred and ninety five for one, which is a lead of ninety six on England, who scored two hundred and ninety in their first innings, and we have the Saint Lucia Kings at sixty nine without loss. Patriots chose to field, so the Patriots have the St. Lucia Kings at 69 without loss, and the South yeah. African second one-day match is the South Africans 283 for six against Sri Lanka, and Zimbabwe has just started their fifth T20, and they are 34 for two against Ireland, and the First youth ODI match between England under 19 and the West Indies under 19. The England under 19 scored 289 for nine, and the West Indies under 19, they are currently 46 for the loss of one wicket. And the Barbados Royal and the Guyana Amazon Warriors, they're due to start in four hours' time. And so is the West Indies women against the South African men matches yet to uh, begin. On that, uh, how about CP? how Go about ahead. the match t- t- today? The match this morning. In, in, um, this morning's Bob, match uh, is the the Saint Louis King 
against against the Patriots. The Patriots. Against the Patriots. Yeah. I did mention that. Yes. I missed that. Patriots, right. So the same. Okay. Patriots is 71 without loss. Go ahead. Yes. As I was saying, the Caribbean Premier League now, the standings are as follows. Think it's Nevis Patriots, five and five. Played five, win five. Jamaica Tolerable set with four matches played, two wins and two losses. And the Trinbago Knight Riders played five, win two, and lose three matches. Likewise, the Guyana, uh, the Amazon Warriors played five, won two, lost three. And at the bottom of the table, you have the St. Lucia Kings, two and two. And right at the bottom, you have the Royals. They have played five, won one matches, one match, and lost some five. Some exciting matches played this week, Dennis, and we will get into them, uh, of course, tomorrow in detail. But just to give you the standings, we have the number of um, runs scored by individuals and the highest number of wickets taken. We'll give you that tomorrow, but exciting matches. And you talked about the, the West Indies women, and they have lost the second, second CG insurance T20 match against the South Africans. They lost that match there by 50 runs. Of course, they, they are touring the Caribbean. They were playing five matches. At least they're going to be playing five ODIs and three T20s, August the 31st to... September the 19th and the first match was a no result and the second match they won at least in South Africa winning that by five wickets Bangladesh versus um, New Zealand and the recent match which was played Bangladesh scored 141 for six in the allotted 20 overs New Zealand in reply were 135 or 137 for five and of course, we let you know New Zealand, they are playing some five T20s, September the one, uh, 1st to the 10th. And the first one, they won by, that is Bangladesh, won by seven wickets. The second, they won by four runs. And the third was played on the fifth. No, the, 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 no let's, let's put it this way. The first T20, no, the third T20, that's correct, we played on the sixth. And they Fourth will be played on the 8th. The final one will be on September the 10th. And some schedules, of course. The ICC Cricket World Cup comes up for the league, the League 2. And they start on the 14th of August, and they'll be running until October the 2nd. These uh, the matches that will determine who will go forward to the final 12. India, of course, are in England. They will be playing a series of matches July the 20th to September the 4th. Um, Zimbabwe touring Ireland August the 27th to the 13th. And uh, New Zealand will be touring to Bangladesh from September the 1st to the 10th. South Africa tour of Sri Lanka, September the 2nd to the 14th. Nepal versus Papua New Guinea, September the 5th to September the 8th. 
United States Papua versus Papua New Guinea. Okay, September the 6th to the 9th. I'm sure you'll be watching that. Zimbabwe will be touring Scotland, September the 15th to the 19th. So we'll be filling you in with some more scores and fixture lists. But the United States coming up against Papua New Guinea will be something of importance that folks can, can watch. And the first match will be on September the 6th. The second one will be the 8th. And of course, show J10 will be glued into that. We talked about South Zimbabwe and Ireland, Papua New Guinea versus Guinea. Uh, but we're going to turn our attention now to my favorite sport, that is soccer and the EPL, the England Premier Division. Tottenham, they are on top, followed by West Ham. In third place, you have Manchester United. And fourth, are Chelsea. Fifth, Liverpool. Sixth, Everton. Seventh, Manchester City, 8, Brighton, 9, Leicester, 10, Brentford. In the 11th spot uh, is Ashton Villa. In the 12th spot, you have Watford, followed by Southampton, Crystal Palace, and Leeds. In the 16th position, uh, Burnley, and 17th, uh, Newcastle. And this is unbelievable. In the 18th spot, you have the Wolves. Wolves there are 18. And in the 19th position, you have Norwich. And I cannot remember when the last Arsenal were at the bottom of the table. So that is something that we, we, have, to, we have to really, really wonder what's going on with Arsenal. Some Arsenal fans are, are not able to, to um, live up to that position at this point. But we do have some tennis to the women's single, and believe it or not, it's going on fine. But guess what? Osaka, she has been knocked out. Did you know that, Dennis, that Osaka has gone from the tournament? Uh, yes, I think I saw that. Yes, which is... mm, yes she was. Yes. And um, there's so much to talk about, but uh, we we we'll just talk a little bit about that a little later on. And, of course, we're going to turn our attention to, to some qualifying matches over there. And just to give you the group that Jamaica is in and how they stand, how, how they stand in that position. But we're going to just make way for Cardinal because he has a um, lot to talk about. It. But Jamaica are at the bottom in their group, and we just wish them well. I don't know how they can come out of that group. They are presently eight. At number eight, and we'll see how they are. But let's turn our attention to our brother Cardinal and bring him in from the top. Cardinal, come on in. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Dennis. And good morning to all the fans, friends, and supporters. Yeah, um, it was a stunning departure for our famed lady, Naomi Osaka. I know that it must have been heartbreaking. The way she lost that. But she lost it to a, a young and ambitious Canadian, Leila Gonzalez. And um, Leila, it's not Gonzalez. What's her name? Fernandez? Leila Fernandez. Fernandez? Uh, Fernandez. Fernandez. I, I just saw her name a while ago. Let me just pull it up. What, Leila, Leila Fernandez, I think. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. And I'll, she I'll is a delightful little player. You know, it kind of reminds you of the of the 
you know, of what we saw of Naomi when she first came into things. So it's kind of um it's kind of a lesson in history when you watch her play against someone who excited us as much as she did and defeating that person in, in the form of Naomi Osaka. The heartbreaking uh, factor in this is that Naomi Osaka had the, had the, the match on her racket. And um, so that must have been heartbreaking. Anyway, I'm sure she's going to regroup and come back. She somehow fell apart and broke down in the last part of the in the last part of the um, of the match, and another okay. 18 year old gave, gave gave us some sensational play as well. A young Spaniard by the name of Carlos Alcaraz turned Sissipas, you know, in the third mm-hmm. round, and that young man is also looking great. I mean, he's a wonderful awesome, tennis yeah. player. We also, you know, look forward to the youngsters coming through in the form of um, the young man from, well, uh, where is from Nigeria, Tiafo, Francis mm. Tiafo, and um, Felix Oga Alisiame, I don't even know if I'm calling his, his name correctly. You know, all those young, exciting players coming through, through coming to what we've seen them as they, they groom themselves into the majors, and now we are seeing them coming forward. But it, it's really exciting to see, you know, that tennis has come down. Right? We see this, young, this youngster coming through, 18 years old, and it takes mm-hmm. us back to the Sampras and the Agassi who came in at, 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 as young teenagers, the Serena Williams, who came in as young teenagers and delighted us with, with, with the talent that they demonstrated, they demonstrated at, at, their, at, their, at their entry. So um, Naomi does not have too much to worry about, I don't think. She's still a great player, and, you know, she can look forward to some real... I mean, she's not much older than, than, than Layla, so she, we can look mm-hmm. forward to some interesting matchups between them. You know, when you, when you see these things, it, it makes tennis a great game to watch, you know. Amen. Coming through. There's no, there's no, there's no declared dominance. So I'm hoping that Naomi can take this in, take this in stride, and know that this comes off uh, at some day. I saw, I saw a, a clip this morning that says, I just looked at the headline that says she's gonna take a break from the game, and I, I and I'm really hoping that she doesn't. You know, she, she, she. She is, she, is the, she, she embodies the, the excitement of, of tennis right now. I, I, I can say that. And she needs to understand that and, and really present herself, you know, as she could for the play. I guess, I guess she's the kind of stunned that she could not regroup because maybe she's accustomed to that, you know, finding herself down, regrouping and coming back. She was not able to do that at that point. And you, you can't figure out where you're making your, your mistakes you know, where you're falling short, that can be kind of frustrating. So I could understand that she, she, she's going to say she's going to take a break. But I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with her play. I think she, she should look forward for some more exciting moments with this young, new, brash talent that is coming to, to, to lighten up or to give some, some, some oomph to the, to the, to the sport. 
It was lovely to watch. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Osaka is, is my girl, and, and, and I wanted her to win, but I cannot escape the fact that this was wonderful tennis, even though she mm-hmm. lost. Amen. Yeah. So, Cardinal, why don't you greet your friends and well wishes? We know they're waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, wait. Let me just bring on in the historical notes. Yes, indeed. First, yes. We do have a, we have a guest coming on at 11 o'clock, so we'll you have to break if it goes beyond that. So go right ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, let, let me just bring in, bring in the historical notes offered by Ardley, by way of Ivor. And this is what? September 4th, 2021. This is the 247th day. Of the, of the year 2021. Okay. Um, some birthdays in cricket. Lincoln Roberts out of the West Indies. From India, Kiran Moore. Remember that wicket keeper. Um, I, think he, I think he still holds some kind of a, a record for this mission. Okay. Um, Kiran Moore or Karen Moore. Um, I think he he still has a test record of stumping or dismissals that that, 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 that is a record. He's a wicked keeper. Um, from Bangladesh, Tariq Aziz. From Pakistan, Navid Ashraf. From Ocean, Navid Ashraf and Etis Hamadin. Okay, that's all. That that that's all his name. It is Hamadin. From Oman, Mohammed Nadim. From Zimbabwe, Shingira, Masakada, and Wesley Madhever. From England, Tony Mitchell and Sam Cook. From Australia, Gary Haslett. Um, and then from Germany, Harris. Srinabasan, that sounds like a, a Sri Lankan name. From New Zealand, Darren Murray. And Heidi Taffin. From South Africa, Dennis Tomlinson. And Dennis Lindsay, Garth LaRue. And Lance Klusner. Okay. Now the more historical notes. Louis Napoleon Bonaparte, who was the French king of the Netherlands and also served as emperor of France was born in 1768. The British industrialist, William Lyons, um, associated with the Jaguar cars, was born in 1901. American news commentator Paul Harvey, born in 1918. Dick York, an American actor. Um, Raymond Floyd, an American golfer, four-time winner. Tom Watson, Eight-time major winner, also a golfer. Damon Wayans, an, an, an actor um, and comedian. Mike Piazza, an American baseball player, played for the Mets. And the illustrious singer and performer, Beyonce Knowles, pop and R&B singer, songwriter, and producer. Remember Steve Irwin? You know, he, has, he, he, he was the naturalist. A guy who looks at crocodiles and tells you how beautiful they are. 
beautiful creatures. Remember, he died from getting a stab to the heart by a poison, venomous um, stingray. Um, Joan Rivers, an American actor, actress, and comedian and TV host. Now, in 476, was this the official fall of the Western Roman Empire when Romulus Augustus abdicated the throne after Adovaka, the German barbarian, as he's called in history, came into town and took over control of it of the whole of Italy. Um, in in eighteen oh seven, Robert Fulton begins operating a steamboat between New York and Albany. In eighteen twenty one, Chilean independence figure Jose Miguel Carrera was shot and killed after a show trial in Mendoza, Argentina. In 1864, there were the bread riots in Mobile, Alabama. Never heard of that, the bread riots. You heard of that? Uh, <laughs> Leon, did you hear of the bread riots? Never heard of that before. In 1886, the first cafeteria opens in New York City. Also in 86, this is an important fact of history. Apache leader Geronimo surrendered to U.S troops after a 30-year struggle after a 30-year struggle to um to protect his people their land their resources and their dignity from the invading Europeans known as the US government that's Geronimo. After 30 years of struggle against this, this invading force, he finally surrendered in 1886, on the 4th of September. Stories that he later be trans 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 converted to Christianity and became a farmer. Um, In 1894, in New York City, 12,000 tailors, okay, we remember that strike, went on strike protesting against sweatshops. That's when the tailors were being pushed out of business because the industrialists came in, hired loads and loads of people, and paid them, you know, meager wages because they were getting a constant wage for their salary and was putting the, the tailors out of business. So 12,000 tailors went on strike protesting against the sweatshops. Um, in 1933, the, the first time an airplane exceeded 300 miles per hour. Okay, in 1940, CBS began broadcasting as a TV station. In 1948, Queen, Queen Wilhelmina abdicated the Dutch throne in favor of her daughter Juliana because of illness. She was on the throne for 58 years, the longest of any Dutch monarch. In 1950, the first helicopter rescue of an American pilot behind enemy lines. In 1951, U.S. President Harry Truman addresses the opening of the Janice Peace Treaty Conference. And that uh, address was broadcast 
for the first time in a transcontinental TV broadcast. That was the first transcontinental transcontinental television broadcast. I can't get my words together right. That's in 1957 by Harry Truman. Um, in 1957, also another historical fact, what was called the Little Rock Crisis, when the governor, Orville Faubus, recruited the National Guard to prevent nine black students from entering Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. This is after, that, this is after the 1954 Brown versus the Board of Education decision in which the Supreme Court says that discrimination in public places and in schools was in violation of the Constitution. So the governor thought it best when, you know, the, 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 there was an attempt to enforce the, 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 the Supreme Court decision, he called in the National Guard. The law is not respected that time. At that, pri- at that point, what is respected most of all is power. Power by brute force and violence. So that's where uh, Governor Faubus stands in history. They're, they're, those nine black students are, are known today as the Little Rock Nine. In 1967, Jerry Lewis uh, staged his second muscular dystrophy telethon in 1968. Nigerian troops conquered the city of Abba in Biafra during the, what was called the Nigerian Civil War. We, we remember that, that, that incident directly, and, you know, the story is not, has not been properly told about what, the, what instituted that conflict. Um, we know now that it, it was a conflict that was instituted by the British to divide up Nigeria. Um, in, in 1976, Palestinians hijacked the, the Dutch airlines KLM to Cyprus. In 1979, India needing 438 runs to win against England. The game ended with India on, with 8 for 429. In that game, Gavaska made a memorable 221. In his record 115th and final U.S. Open singles match, Jimmy Connors was beaten by Ivan Lenden in the second round night match, and this was in 1992. In 1995, the Fourth World Conference on Women opens in Beijing, China, with over 4,750 delegates from 181 countries. In 1998, Google is finally incorporated, formally incorporated by Larry Page and Serge Brim, two students at Stanford University. In 2000, England claims first series win over the West Indies since 1969. Was it 1969 or 
Yeah, I'm here. The cut off a sore drop. So drop. So I had to pull it back up again. It's back on. You hear me? So we just lost cut now as well. So let's let's do this. Let's play some musical timing. At ten o'clock. I mean, at eleven o'clock we have a guest that we need to bring in. Oh, we just the show just dropped. Let me see back on. Go back on, Dennis. Go back on, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just got yeah, to right yeah. yeah, I'm back. I got, 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 I'm hearing you. Yes, we're hearing you. Go ahead. Okay. Is Leon hearing me? Yes, we're hearing yes. you. Okay. Let me just continue then. Um. Yeah. So I was. Yes. Uh, we're hearing okay. you. Okay. Courtney Walsh. But but at eleven o'clock, Cardinal, we're gonna have to break and then come back. If we don't finish at that time, yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that. I, I'm gonna finish this in in less than five minutes. Um. Courtney Walsh. Played his final test in 2002, um, and and in 2002, Argentina pulls off one of the biggest upsets in basketball history, beating the U.S. 87-80 in the second round of the World Championship. The first U.S. loss in 59 games since sending the NBA players into international competition. Uh, in 2018, NFL player Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the U.S. national anthem. The new face became the new face of Nike's 30th advertising campaign. In 2019, YouTube was fined $170 million for illegally collecting data on children's viewing habits, and that uh, fine was levied by the Federal Trade Commission. That's it for the historical okay, thank note. Thank you so much for that, Cardinal. Uh, why don't you greet your friends in about five minutes? Because we have a guest coming on at, uh, at 11. Okay. Uh, but just before I do that, let me just add one other historical note, or two other historical notes. Remember, in 1972, at the, at the Munich Games, Mark Spitz, Swimmer from the United States recorded his seventh gold medal in the in the 1972 um, Munich event, and in 1950 sorry in 1969 Radio Hanoi announced the death of Ho Chi Minh, the revolutionary leader, revolutionary and spiritual leader in Vietnam, since in the days that they were struggling against French colonialism. Okay, let me say good morning to the fans, friends, and supporters of the Saturday morning entertainment show, and particularly to the special friends, the ones who keep us in line, let us know how well we're doing and how well we may not be doing. For that, I'm going to go up to New York and say good morning to Matris, Ina, Donna, Sharon, and Lady Babs in Nisbet. I know that earlier in the week, they had a great deal 
deluges of rain there in New York City. And I hope our friends up there are doing uh, really well after that kind of a rainfall. I'm going to go on over to St. Martin where I'm going to say good morning to Irma. Irma is sharing us the kind of weather that is existing here in the Caribbean, the kind of weather that is gets us kind of nervous because it's really very, very hot, extremely hot. So we're wondering if this is the energy of the hurricane, and it's we're right in the midst of the hurricane season, so people are nervous. Good morning, Irma. Good morning, Carlos. Settle it down well. You know how well you do it. I'm going to go on across to St. Kitts, where I'm going to say good morning to Lynette. Good morning, Lynette. And with all of the, you know, um, activities, that are going on there, the concerns about the virus and the increasing uh, rate of infection at this moment in time. And it's a kind of a contradiction, isn't it? Because I'm looking at tennis, I'm looking at, at cricket, people are in the stadiums again, and nobody's wearing masks. And I'm wondering, well, what happened to the coronavirus between last year and this year when all of these protocols were put in place? Vaccine. Okay. So, so then we go on over to Nevis. We are going to say good morning to Mr. and the staff at 2020 Vision. Hello. Good morning to you, and particularly okay. to um, Carmen, Lady, okay. Hello, this is William. Yes, I'm hearing you. Okay, you, you, and you're not hearing me, right? No, you're not Hello? Me. Okay, let me do this. Leon, you're coming too. Leon? Hello? Yeah, let me go on up to the UK where I'm going to say good morning to Omel. And I know Omel was listening to, to, um, to Leon this morning to hear what he says about Liverpool. Good morning, Omel. And good morning to all the fans and friends over there in the UK. Let me step across the channel a bit and say the good morning to the people over there in Fort Lauderdale particularly to Elimat, King Elimat, that is. Hope that you're doing well, brother. We share with you whatever you're going through in your own challenges. Good morning to Marva Jones and my favorite celebrity, Tiffany, to her little brother Malik and sister Tanaya. Good morning to you. I'm going to go on down to the southwest Miami where I'm going to say good morning to Jerome Kutner. Richardson, who comes to you over there by way of Sandy Point. Good morning, Kutna. I'm the fans down there in Cutler Good morning to the people up in Georgia. I'm going to go to Georgia and say good morning to Monique, Yvette, and Barbara, and all the fans and friends and supporters Hello. over there Hello. in Georgia. Finally, I'm going to go to Jersey. Hello. I'm going to say good morning to my dear sister, Yvonne. Good morning, Yvonne. Hoping that you're having a great day. God, it's good to hear from you. Love you. And to all the fans and supporters, have a great day. Enjoy this moment with us. We've always got sunshine. And Leon got a real good show for you. So come on in, share the day with us. Back to you, Leon. Pleasant good morning to you. John, are you on? Yes, I'm on. I'm right here. Yeah. Okay, we wanted to say good morning to you, pleasant good morning to you, and want you to meet my two friends, uh, Cardinal Mills, and of course, um, Dennis Heath. 
So say good morning to those folks for us, please, if you would. Good morning to our guests, although I've not been introduced to our Are guests there, in name yet. But good morning. Good morning. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I just want good morning. Good morning. Dennis. Morning. So, morning. Yes, good morning. So tell us what, 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 how have you been doing? You know, Antigua is meeting Sunday in various ways, and you have been involved with a group that is doing something to help the cause. Can you tell us all about it? Tell us about yourself and tell us about yes. what the group is doing. Yes, absolutely. Good morning. We've lost you. No, we, I we think I've lost, lost you. We're hearing you. No, we're not hearing. No, we aren't hearing her. No. She's not coming across, Leon. No, she's not coming across, so... This dying world could use is a willing man of God who dares to go against the grain. What we did, we formed a group from the different places in the United States. And what we're doing is we are giving back to our country. And we are interested in helping the people there that are underserved. So what we did, we started doing... Uh, a some groups, technical calling, and got together. All our group Antiguans and Barbudans care because we realize that we really need some help in Antigua. Okay? So then we started putting clothing and food together to send down to Antigua. We have two different organizations there that we are serving, and they're the ones that is doing a lot of the things that we have sent for them to do. We have been sending clothing and the Smile Foundation along with the House, the House of Refugee Ministries. They both have been working with us to give out the clothing, the food, and a luncheon in Antigua um, at the Soup Kitchen and Gray's Farm. That's where we're working at now. She also does a clothing drive. Her name is Shanita Joseph, and she's the one that has been doing luncheon to give it out to the people that are on the service, especially the homeless people or anyone that needs a meal. So right now, we're working on the back-to-school supplies. We're shipping those down to Antigua here shortly. And then we're also going to be putting on something for November 1st, which is going to be independent. And so for independence, we would like to do something a little different. We want to have local food and any other type of um, dishes that anyone would like to be able to uh, give to us. We're looking to serve 150 people, and so we're asking if everybody would be able to chip in and help us. We're looking at fungi, saltfish, uh, dumplings, chop-up, curry chicken, and so we're needing some of the um, restaurants and also chefs that will be able to donate something 
for us for the soup kitchen. And so that's what we're working on. So we'll be on the radio from now every Saturday until November 1st. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this is going to be a response to what we're doing. So we're interested in seeing if anyone out there will be interested in donating. And if that is the case, you may able to you'll be able to reach me on Facebook on the Dawn Curtain, K I R T O N, or you can reach me at seven eight five 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 four five six two eight. Also my counterpart, who is Debbie, which is one of the group members, Debbie Simon Campbell. She's also from Villa. She will be coming on the phone here in about twenty minutes and she will continue the conversation with you guys. Uh, did you guys get any of that information? Well, we, we got some of it, but we had a few technical glitches. First of all, we're not sh- I'm not sure where are you speaking to us from. Okay. Are you sp- um, I can answer that. I'm speaking to you from the state of Kansas. That's where I live in the Midwest. Okay. Okay. I understand now. So you're... You're try, attempting to put together some kind of a program to assist with some uh, situations down in Antigua. Is that correct? That is correct. We started out back in 2017 under a different name. We regrouped, mm-hmm. and then we went ahead and formed a new group called Antiguans and Barbudans Care. All of us that are in the group, there's about maybe 10 members, and they're all over the United States. So we all have a Facebook group. And we have gotten together to decide who needs help and what type of help we need. And so we did some research, and they told us that there are people there that are still needing help because a lot of those people have not gotten their jobs back from last year when we went to that terrible, terrible year. And so we decided we're going to start sending some things down there to the Smile Foundation and the House of Refugee Ministries. And so we started sending down barrels of things to them, as well as we have been also helping out with the soup kitchen. So Mr. Raggett knows us very well. He's also a part of our group, and that's where we are. What we have done so, so far, you would we have sent down have... so many different things that's needed, and so we're working on everything that's going to be needed in Antigua. And so right now, we're backpacked. Yes. And You're collecting food supplies and clothing and supplies or funds or money. Backpacks for the school, the school children, yes, sir. Okay, thank you. And when is the next shipment of your barrel going down, due to go down? The this, this shipment of the first barrel went down yesterday mm-hmm. in conjunction with Authentic Caribbean Foundation. They also helped us out with that. So that's already been shipped to Antigua to our pastor and he's the one that's going to be distributing the items to the ones that need it. And so we have also moved forward because of independence and the 40th year. We are going to go ahead and have something at the soup kitchen. So we are going to have 150 or food for 150 people, local food, and we are looking for the donation. And also anyone that's in the restaurant and also chefs that would like to donate something that they have cooked so that we can serve it to 150 people, okay? Yes. You said 
food that can be cooked. That means that they're sending you the raw material and you ship those down. Is that the idea? That is the idea that we have every day when we ship barrels. But this particular um, mm-hmm. donation we're doing, we are mm-hmm. working with the Smile Foundation and the House of Refugee Ministry so that they can okay. take the cooked food down to the soup kitchen. They're going to be in charge. And we're looking for others like the restaurants and the chefs that would like to lend a hand to us and donate those items. We want to do dukanan, salt fish, and all the local foods and some of the local lunches and drinks and things like that. What I'm this is going to be about, something for the November 1st. Right. What I'm confused about is that you're saying cooked food. We're not suggesting that you're going to be sending cooked food down. You're suggesting you want the raw material to be cooked in the island. Yes, absolutely, except for, of course, if you have fresh food that you're going to cook, you're going to have to purchase it there, and then we're going to have it made by different people so that they can present it at the soup kitchen. That makes a lot more sense. So how is the... You've been getting a lot of support so far? No, 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 we haven't gotten a lot of support. We have gotten some, and usually it's just our group that works around in the United States with different people that they may know or are acquainted with. And so they will talk right. to those people, and those people will say, okay, I will donate $20, I'll donate $30. But the one okay. we're doing for November 1st is mega. We want to feed 150 people, including the homeless and the people that are underserved at the soup kitchen. This is special because this is our 40th anniversary of independence in Antigua from Britain. And so we're doing something special on November 1st there. Thank you. We applaud your efforts, and I'm hoping that you will have a successful uh, promotion and scheme and support from viewers and listeners to our program. Uh, Leon, it's up to you. Back to you. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, sir. And we do send down the raw product other than the fresh items to Antigua. We have done that at least several times this month. And so we have barrels that we send down like maybe every other month so that the um, House of Refugee Ministry can donate those out to people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do you have no questions? You You can ask me more questions. I can hear you, yes. Mm -hmm. I I can hear you very well. Yes. uh, I I know you said. said, We have Phil on the line, Phil. Yeah. I'm right here on the line. Yeah. I'm on the line. Yes. Yes. I I disappeared because they were making too much noise Mm. in the background, and I didn't think it was fair for you all to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm here, and I have no noise in my background, so. We can continue until Debbie gets on the line, if you guys would like to do that. Yeah. Can you guys hear uh, me? We can, yeah. I, 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 we can are we having a visitor this morning, a special visitor? We're going to have Debbie, who also is part of our group. She'll be coming on here shortly as well. She had a meeting, and so uh-huh. she's going to be on in about 10 minutes or less, and she's I going see. to take over from me as well. So I I'm see. open to questions. If anybody has questions, please. Mm. 
well, the, 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 the effects of the uh, COVID virus is obviously causing a great deal of the hardship down there in, in, in Antigua. And, uh, yes. That, and and it, it sounds to me like, what can you tell us about the health situation along with, I know the, the food situation and so on, but what about the health situation down there and the vaccine and so on? Any any news you can share with us? Well, from what I've learned, there's a rise in COVID in Antigua. And so I would like to tell everyone this. Go ahead and please follow the protocols and you know what to do. Okay? I know everyone has their rights. And so, but the thing about it is you have to remember, without us having... And if we don't have it, then there's going to be a lot of things that could happen. You know, because yeah. look at, you know, the tourism is there. But a lot of things could happen. The place could shut down again. And we don't want to have that happen. So they need to be careful. Um, I know that there's about over 100 cases now. And so I just want to tell our people that we love them. And we would love them to follow protocols and do what they need to do. And if they need anything assistance, as far as health goes, we can refer them to someone they, if they need it, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, are there vaccines? I know there's a problem with vaccines being available in uh, countries like the Caribbean and other developing countries. What's the situation in terms of vaccines being available down there in Antigua? Are there... Uh, Sufficient supplies or limited supplies, and how do they decide who gets the vaccine? From what I can can tell you, from I'm reading and catching up on the news, I do mm-hmm. believe that each country is different. I know that there's now vaccines that is being distributed to some of the other islands, and I believe Caricom may be a part of that as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not the best person. So don't quote me on that, but I know that yes. that is being handled differently in different islands. I'm sure that the Caribbean is going to receive a, a vast amount of vaccines that's available. Okay. Uh, has the tourism industry sort of been opened back up yet to the island for the island? I do believe that some of the islands are open. I'm not sure about all of them, but I know Antigua was the first island to actually open last June. And so I'm not sure about all of the islands. Each of them are opening up when they see it's safe enough for them, and I applaud them for that as well because, you know, you have lower cases of um, COVID in those islands as well. You know, some of them are higher and some of them are lower. But overall, I think that is the way how they plan things, depending who's running the country and how they put them together. But for us that are here in the United States, our concern is to see people to make sure that no one is left out and also to make sure if they need clothing, we have a drive, a clothing drive, and we also give our clothing as well. This is handled through the Smile Foundation, and also the House of Refugee Ministries. Those are the two groups they're working with. And our group also helps the young 
single mothers, if they have a need, they contact us, and we talk with them privately to get that done for them, okay? Yes. We, 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 we applaud, you know, we applaud your efforts and, you know, your, your compassion in reaching out to, to help those folks down there. I know a lot of Caribbean people are beginning to get, or rather, displaying hesitancy in getting the vaccine. And I know what is the situation down there in Antigua? Are Antiguans hesitant to get the vaccine? Well, of course, there are going to be some people that are hesitant, like any other place or any other country. The same thing is happening in the United States. So Mm -hmm. it's up to the individual and their beliefs and what they think is right for them. And and that's my take on that, because you really cannot force someone to do something they don't want to do. Okay? Okay. You know, all of us have an idea of what we want and what we don't want, so I think they have the right to say what they feel. And then, sure. you know, then I believe it will be handled, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is here in the United States and where I live at, okay, so it's the same thing all over the world. It's not just Antigua or the Caribbean islands. It's all over. Mm-hmm. This is a very large effort you're undertaking. Dare I ask, how, how do you find the time and, and the help to get this thing on the road? Well, I can tell you something. First of all, you have to have a mindset to care about people. We're not interested in doing any political, anything or getting involved with that. What we're interested Mm -hmm. in is caring for our people. And we know that because we have to care for ourselves as well. And if you have a mind and a heart to do things right and a mind to do what God has put us here to do, we need to work for each other and help each other out because we are the only ones here. And so it's very important that we got the group of people that works with us that have the same type of mindset. And once they have that mindset, you can sit back and plan what you're going to do and who's going to do it. And that's what we've been doing. And so I can say that Debbie has been an excellent leader, and I follow through with whatever she's asked me to do. And so I myself have some experience in doing these type of things. I have worked with different types of groups here in the United States. I also have worked with the NAACP students in high schools and so on. So I've had to become an event planner. So I know exactly what to do. And we go to the group members and we let them know we have meetings and we decide what we're going to do and then we put it forward. So it's a it's an effort of everybody, not just one person. And not, not attempting to, uh, you know, I'm just curious about the size of your group. Uh, sure. I mean, I know it doesn't take, it, it just takes determination and, and, and grit to, to get this done. So I know that. But I'm just wondering, yes. how large is your group of volunteers? The group that we have right now, there's about 10 to 12 people in the group that is actually active in the group, um, especially mm-hmm. the ones that are in Florida, um, Debbie in Pennsylvania. And then we have Travis Brown that we work with. He's one of the main people that helped us when we started. It started with just myself, Debbie, and Travis back in 2017 when we were helping out with the fines. We got some other Antiguans to help out, and we donated clothing, food items, 
um, toiletries and supplies for the elderly and also one of those um, stair masters as well. And so we regrouped and decided we need to do better and help others in Antigua. So I contacted the family members that I have in Antigua, a cousin, and she was already starting a group. She had the same idea, and so we collaborated together with her. Her name is Shanita Joseph from the Smile Foundation. She put that in place. Then we spoke with a minister that Travis knew. His name is Pastor Wendell Peach down there. So we've been done. We have done very well with the group so far. Mm, yes, that certainly it calls for a lot of resolution and hard work. So you probably have yes, hard work sleepless. always pays off. You know that. Yeah. Unless yes. your mind is not there and you're not willing yeah. to listen and learn and understand, then it's not going to be a good group. And you have to give and take and you have to listen to everyone and have everyone put an input in there. As you know, since you're in, the, you know, in that type of business you're in, it takes a collaborative effort to do these things. Right. right. Well, we certainly are rooting for the cause and uh, we're happy to be able to um, promote it in, and uh, hope that we can generate some degree of uh, assistance from uh, those who are out there in Radio Land listening to us. Uh, I wonder, is Leon back with us on the uh, phone or Leon has uh, left us? Well, mm-hmm. so far it looks like it's uh, just you. You said Debbie will be coming on shortly? Yes, sir. She should be there pretty yeah. soon as she enter other meetings. Yes, we do have other organizations that we work with as well to help us mm-hmm. get what we need and also referrals and all of that. So um, through the people that are in Antigua and Barbuda, we are really, yeah. really working towards helping, okay? And so yeah. we are asking people, even in the diaspora, to help us with these causes that we have in Antigua by donating to us. And they can contact myself or Debbie, okay? And I will give you the number when you're ready. Yes, I'll, I'll write that down, yes. Okay, tell me. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. It is Dawn, D-A-W-N, Cochrane, 785-554-5628. And then Debbie's going to come on here in just a minute, and she's going to give you her phone number. Yes. And also you we said- have emails. Okay. Uh-huh. And so mine is Curtin, K I R T O N, 697 yes. at com. And the curtain is very important K I R T O N, 697 at com. So said, I'm hearing from Debbie. Gone? And so I'm going to give you Debbie's information as well, her phone number. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I am. 845-820-6598. Yes. Yes. Her name is Debbie Simon Campbell, and she's also from Villa. So big up to our Villa crew down there in Antigua. And that's Campbell with a C? Pardon? C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. 
B-E-L-L, Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, yes. She just yes. sent me a message to let me know she's running a little late. She'll be on at 10.25, so she'll be calling in pretty soon from that phone number. Okay, 10.25, it's now 8.11, Well, 10.25 my time. I'm on, I'm on the central time zone. She's in the same time zone with you, I believe. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, you said yes. you, Dawn, Dawn, your surname is Curtin, correct? My, my, actually, my surname is Curtin, but my maiden yes. name is Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, yes. from Villa. No, what, what I'm trying to get back here, you gave me Dawn and the phone number 785. I wondered what the surname that goes with Dawn. Okay, Curtin, K-I-R-C-O-N, Curtin. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, we have that, and of course we will uh, certainly try to put that out on, uh, on on the waves for our listeners and to uh, hopefully respond. Um, mm-hmm. De- Debbie is the leader, you said, of the group. Or yes, Debbie is the leader of the group, and um, she has done an excellent job. And whatever Debbie does, both of us get together. And then we make decisions on what we're going to do. Then we put it in the group, and then we ask them to help us make decisions as well. And so no one is left out. We also have a young lady that's been in Florida for a while. Her name is Veronica, and um, she is very good with us. We also have Tracy Henry that works with us from Pennsylvania. And so we are all local Antiguans, okay? And we're going to work towards helping our Barbudian people as well because they need our help as well. And so we need the public's help in helping us with yeah. donations because everything we do comes from our own pocket, okay? And we do get right. the one donation just so far from Authentic Caribbean Foundation. That's another person that I've worked with. And I've also held what um, is called um, Caribbean Heritage History Month here in Kansas, and we attracted a lot of Jamaicans and of course, I cooked the food and everything, and so we were able to do that here to celebrate our culture and heritage in the United States for all of the people in the diaspora. And so that's something yep. that happened when on the President George Bush II. And so every year in America and all the states, that is celebrated. And so I decided to help to get that in, um, you know, organization started here as well. So I do a lot, but you know something? It is very fulfilling to do something to help somebody else. And Debbie is even more than I am. Debbie even has a lot more that she does. In fact, I think we have Debbie on the line. Debbie is with us. Um, Leah, are you listening? Okay. Hi, Debbie. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry I couldn't be on at 11. I had a family meeting that was already scheduled, so I do apologize. Okay. Well, we're, we're happy to welcome you to the uh, cricket show and the entertainment episode of our show. I'm very delighted to uh, pass on your, uh, you know, your program and assist as much as we can. But tell me, Debbie, I, I know that uh, you're obviously – involved in charitable work and you're involved with sending barrels and stuff down. Do you get any concession from customs and so on? What, what 
problems do you have getting these items through customs in, in Antigua? Uh, well, when we first started to do this um, and sending down items, the barrels and stuff, they would sit in customs for a long time, even though that they were going directly to charities, for example, to the fine, fine institute, etc. Um, so right at this particular point, we have um, we're working with um, Pastor Wendell Pete. He has a church um, in Grace Farm, the Grace Green area, and he's he's able to get items out better now uh, since we've been working with him. Um, so that's where we're at right now. The- right. What 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 I'm curious about is that most like the Caribbean, you know, goods coming in is always subject to customs fees and so on. And I'm just wondering if the customs and, and, and excise people down there in Antigua actually give you guys credit and allow you to bring stuff in without a lot of uh, bother and you know. No, we have to go to the so process. On. We do have yes. to go through the process of going to the different departments. Um, departments of um, consu- um, uh, the, the, the departments to get approval. And um, once again, like I said in the beginning, our stuff sat there on the on the on the wharf. I'm still thinking old school um, for weeks for weeks before we could get any help. Um, Try to contact the different government agencies or some of the people that we know um, and couldn't get that done. Um, so. It's, it's, it's always an issue. It depends on who you're sending it for, sending it to. It's always an issue. So yeah, it sounds to me like you might just be running up against some of the bureaucratic uh, Absolutely. snafus. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there, Absolutely. I mean, is there no one? I mean, you have a pastor down there, you said, who works with you. Is he not able to get through to someone in the government ministry to allow expedited goods? Because what we don't want is to have goods arriving at the dock and having to sit there for, you know, days on end, you know, with the possibility of goods and food spoiling. So, you know, that that sounds like an issue that perhaps needs to be addressed in a sort of expedited manner. It, it needs to be addressed, but to be fair, um, and, and let me go on record and say this, to be fair to what we're trying to do, um, yes, we're trying to do charity work, uh, but I sure. think um, the misuse um, of years of abuse of people trying to get in items and saying mm-hmm. that it's charity and it's saying that it's for what it's not for, um, it, it becomes a hindrance in terms of now getting it to where we want to get it. Um, so, for example, right now, um, we have a ton of book bags and stuff, back-to-school supplies that we need to get down there. Um, so the first barrel went down from Boston um, on Friday, Thursday, Friday. And we're trying to work with Pastor Pete to make sure that um, he has all his paperwork together before they actually get there because we already have tons of calls of people asking when Mm -hmm. the supplies are coming in because we have parents already signed up for this. Um, We did it a little different. um, Well, our our organization did it a little different. How we did it is that parents actually had to sign up. 
Um, yes, they're going to be double dipping this year because next year I'm going to formally put together a registry that people have to go online and register their child in order to get any back-to-school supplies from us. This year we weren't able to think through that process after we realized that we had a ton of stuff going down. So um, we have the first bar we're going to pass to Pete, um, and it should get there by next Friday. And um, I can further tell you next week when we come on uh, what hiccups he's going through presently to get those things out. Um, I know when COVID first hit, um, there were a lot in dollar barrels to go in, and I know the prime minister just previously made the announcement because they're not making any money. And I understand also that particular um, part of it because it's a business. Um, and so I don't know if with the books and bags and stuff going in, what would be the process that he's going to face in terms of getting them out of the out of um, customs. When does officially, when does the school year actually start down there in Antigua? From what I know, September the 13th. It was supposed to start this Monday. Monday um, and because of COVID and a lot of the kids not being um, vaccinated as of yet, um, it was um, put back until September 13th with the, the understanding that they may have to re, revisit it if that's not going to work. It depends on the cases. Etc. I, I know up, up here in the States and uh, mostly children were being uh, schooled via online classes. Was that something that's available down there in Antigua for, your, for the students? Absolutely. Okay. It's available to them, but there's an issue with that also. And for the listeners mm-hmm. that are on, if you have any um, in-use, good-use laptops or, or, or computers that you can send on to families, that's most, most appreciated too. Because what, what, what's happening is that the kids were um, going to school online, but a lot of the kids in Antigua had to go to a neighbor's house or find another resource to get online to get the classes done. But as of um, when COVID first started and they had segments of time in which they had to close down school, um, from in person and go to go to online classes. Some of them had hybrid classes, which means that um, some of them were going for they had a a day, b day, c day. So if you're a day, you'll go Monday and and Wednesday, so forth and so on. That was in the latter part in May and June, especially when it was exam time. But um, yes, they do they do um, have online classes. But once again. The big predicament um, was that some of the students didn't have the tools to adapt to going online, so they had to find other ways to figure it out. So I'm always saying to people, if you have a used um, tablet or even if, you know, buy, buy a tablet for a child and send it to, to, to a child, a minister, send it to us and we'll get it to the appropriate measures to get it to one of the children that really needs it. Okay. Uh, you know, Debbie, I didn't get the official name of your organization, if you have an official name, and I'm sure you do, yes, but we I do. didn't get that. What, what is your official well, we name are, of your organization? We, we are Antiguans and Barbudans here, and we work in conjunction with the nonprofit of the ECCR group, um, Eugene Campbell um, Community Roundtable, 
as the nonprofit entity um, that assists us in terms of um, publicizing our um, our um, events or our, whatever we are trying to do. Um, and I know he has called you. He'll be on eventually one Saturday. And what he does is that he does um, small business, helping small business to find their niche, to open, to expand. Um, so that will be another component that you can talk with at another show. But, um, yes, we do have a name, Antigans and Barbudans Care. We support three main charities currently in Antigua. It was four, but one of them folded. But we still support those women from um, Empowered Women, Empowered Women, and we support the Soup Kitchen, which is um, supports about 100, 150 people each day that line up for a hot meal. There's the Smile Foundation, food once a month. They go especially into the Grace Green community, um, and they give out clothing also, the Villa community. Um, and there is Miss, um, Pastor Wendell's Pete Church that has a food pantry that we send um, items to um, as often as we can. Um, as you know, with COVID, uh, a lot of families have been um, this place no, not working, especially the hotel workers, young mothers, et cetera. Um, so we're in the process now in terms of Antigans Care, Bob Uden's Care, to look at um, how we can better help. Instead of just giving out stuff, looking at services, training young parents, um, some of, we are finding that a lot of the young moms or the young families, um, they're not literacy-based um appropriate, uh, adequate, um, they're struggling there. So we're trying to see if we can do even like Zoom Zoom courses for them, um, trying to find sponsorship for some of the families that want to go to the university in Antigua for small courses, human resources, childcare courses. So we are, we're actually now looking at um, up, upping our mission and our vision to say exactly what we do. Uh, Debbie, what are the major challenges you face trying to put together this type of effort and uh, assistance for uh, you know the folks back down there in Antigua? Uh, well, the main the main the main um, drawback is that you know we come from an island that we like to listen and our our pockets are tight and so yes. um, <laughs> I, you know and so people giving, if everyone, if every Antiguan and Barbudan living mm -hmm. here in the United States of America, living in England, living in Canada, listening to you, made a sacrifice of donating $20, that's it, $20, um, that will help so much, so many families in Antigua. The thing of it, for example, at the soup kitchen in Antigua, that Sarah Guest and his staff does a wonderful job every single day that they're open. It costs probably 500 EC dollars to feed those people. That's about 130 US dollars. So uh, if, if a family member, if a family group, let's say a family group of five people, and you say for Christmas example, and I always give the example because last Christmas when I said to my, my family, I said, what is we doing for Christmas? And they said, well, Grandma just passed. Why can't we just do something, a donation in her name? And if, if, if a family up here from Antigua, if, if each of them give $20 and you have five members in that, that's what? 
$100, that will go such a long way in helping out the food, the, 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 food pan, the food pantry and the soup kitchen in Antigua. And the soup kitchen, for example, I'm going to tell you this, besides serving people in the, the, those long lines, they also make packages of, of, of pe- for older people, for the seniors, you live it. So, um, you know, if we can help out a little bit more, that would be advantageous. Uh, once again, you are committed to uh, taking on enormous tasks. Is there any yes. charitable? Is there any charitable organization within the United States that, and perhaps Canada, that may be able to assist your group? with some of your efforts and needs for the people in Antigua? Um, that's something that we can research and, and look at. Um, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Um, one of the things is that there's quite a few um, groups here in, um, in the States that do support Antiguans and Barbudans. I think what happened is that we do it so segmentedly. So, you have all these all these people that you know all of us we're sending back to school items and but we have specific um, connotation as to how it goes and where it goes to and the question that we have to start asking ourselves though is that is it really going to the people that really need it for example I will say I want you know I'm hearing people say I just want to send to Villa and Fort Road. Yes, they have agencies and nonprofits here that will serve them, but are they going to people at Fort Road and Villa that really needs it, or you know what it goes and it sits down in somebody's house or somebody's office or somebody's apartment, and it's who you know it's who I know. Come get a book bag, and then you end up with five six book bags and five six back to school stuff in your house, and that's something that on the back end that I'm, you know, our agency is trying to eliminate. But the, to answer the question, yes, I'm sure there are agencies that can help. Um, and it will take some research to see, you know, who can. For example, there's Authentic Caribbean in Boston is one of those agencies I can point out. They're the first ones that is sending down the barrel. And um, as of yesterday, to pass the peace, and that is an organization that um, Dawn had a connection with that reached out to and that was able to help us. So we need to thank um, Andrew Sharp a lot for that, that he was able to say, yes, we'll get a barrel down to Antigua. But besides that, agency is something that we need to research. How do you assure those folks who asked the question, you brought it up, who asked the question, how do we know that my tablet that I'm donating is going to your organization and not sitting in somebody else's, you know, front door. So, so, so um, I've been working behind the scenes, and, and this is the reason why we are tiptoeing in terms of what we do. Um, yes. Pastor Pete and um, uh, Pastor Pete and the group of us is more than Pastor Pete. It's Pastor Pete Shanita. There is um, Pastor Pete Shanita. Um, so we get from the food kitchen, and up here is Travis, it's myself, it's Dawn, it's Tracy, Ferrara, and Veronica. Um, and there's also been a St. Louis that we just brought on as a technical person that has given us some, you know, advice as to how to go about um, what real service needs in Antigua. But to answer that question, one of the things that I, I am very big on is transparency. And so we're developing 
a intake process, an intake process for every family that come. You're not just going to come and say, I need food, I need books, and so forth and so on. So you have to fill out a, you have to fill out this form. This form is telling me about the family and what the family requires, what the family needs. Um, and from there, that is how we, you start accessing services through us. Um, it might be a little painstaking in terms of doing it, but one of the things that we are finding is that you have families in Antigua knows of every every charitable organization that's given out stuff and is able to hit them every time that they get items. And I'm not saying that you're not supposed to get stuff from whomever you need right. stuff from, but there are other people that may require it. And the second part of it is that it also helps us to see who really needs stuff when you fill out that form. Well, yes, yes. At the Barbu Antigua and Barbuda, I'm sure, must have some type of representative mission or consulate or, consulate or something of that nature within the United States. Have you and your organization attempted to reach out to this uh, you know, consulate to see how they can assist you with getting through some of the uh, rough paperwork that you have to face to get the goods done? Well, absolutely. As a, matter, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you asked the question. Yes, we did. We reached out to the consulate, I think, in Miami this week and um, to, ask them to, to assist us with shipping items down. And the first thing that was said to us is that they don't have a budget for it. Um, I know this fact, and, and I'm telling you something. When Max Hurst was the person up here that was responsible for, um, um, for, for, for the consulate and stuff like that up here, he was based out to New York. That was my go-to person, and, and I could call him. I could say, Mr. Hurst, um, I have a ton of books, so forth and so on. Next thing I know, somebody's showing up to pick up whatever I had to ship to Antigua. I'm not getting that kind of vibe right now. And um, you know what? And, and, and part of it also, not just, not just this government that's in power, and I think it goes way back, and I'll say that um, fluid, fluidly, is that um, a lot of people sometimes don't want to do business with us because we owe them money. So you know what? I had tons of snacks and stuff that sat in my basement years ago, and when I tried to contact the consulate up here, and this is way after Max Hurst, uh, and they gave me a couple of places that would that could come and I could get a grant through them. And when I call the people, they're saying, oh, we're not doing business with Antigua because they owe us money. And I think that is, you know, that is something that we need to clean up. You know, we need to clean up from the back end. And I know I'm on radio and I'm going to get a lot of slack for it, and it's okay. Um, you just have to speak the truth. We have to pay our bills, or we have to build better relationships in in terms of um, always accessing, processing um, things to get get home. Debbie, you're not saying that your organization owes money. You're saying the folks back in Antigua owes money. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about whoever is responsible for grants, grants, um, oh. um, grants that would uh, help people to ship things down to charity um, became yes. defunct, Be- became defunct because um, the government from years ago, years ago, never paid the bills. And so the shipping company now, like La Parkin and um, right, a couple right, of them, right. if you call them and say to them, oh, I have packages, oh. um, I spoke to, I spoke to the counselor and they said, contact me. Hello? 
Are you? Are we hearing you, Debbie? Did we lose you? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. are you I'm hearing? Sorry, me? I had, we had some background incidents there, which suggested that I might have lost you. But carry on. Sorry. No, what I'm saying is that it, this happened some years ago. Years ago, um, I guess they they owe so many people money um, when, yes, when they yes. were shipping stuff or whatever. So now. Now that you're trying to do stuff, um, I know you. Ha- we have to raise our own monies now to ship these yes. items down. I mean, I'm wondering if your pastor down in Antigua cannot, uh, at his at his end, seek audience with somebody up in the social services group uh, department down there to try and, you know get some of these stumbling blocks out of the way because obviously you're cherishing, you're helping. And you don't need this type of headache. So you really do need to get some cooperation from somebody high up in government circles who can uh, cut through all of the, uh, you know, the the, the red. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what uh, pull your pastor down there in Barbuda has, but maybe he needs to um, get his flock down there and send a delegate to talk to um, the minister of uh, whatever portfolio it is that helps with the social services side of things on there because you know you guys do not need to have this type of headache when you're trying to assist people in uh, Antigua and Barbuda in their situation so when can we you know I know you would be happy to come back and talk with us again when is it I guess we can get in touch with you to find out when you're available well, one of the things that Don and I had talked about, we had mapped out a little um, agenda for you. So um, we yeah. don't mind coming on um, for the next few Saturdays. Um, let me check my calendar. Okay. And I told her, it's so funny. It was so funny because I said, we're not coming on this Saturday because we're going to prep. Um, but we we, can, um, we talked about coming on just so that people can consistently hear about us um, the 11th, yeah. the 18th, the 25th. The step, um, from these the next few Saturdays into October, leading up until Independence. So if okay. you want us on, we're here for you. Okay. Well, I know um, Leon certainly has your contact information, and uh, I know he will reach out to you and set something up for uh, the next appearance. It's getting up to time for our broadcast time to end. So it strikes me that if you have any final word, this would be a good time to uh, give it to us because we will be off the air in the, you know in a few minutes. Okay, I just wanted to you know to say thank you, sir, for allowing us the opportunity to come on. That's number one. Number two, we are Antigans and Barbudans care, and what yeah. we are trying to do in um, in a very small package is that we are trying to help out Antigans and Bob Uden's, um on the island to um, to move to a higher level, to um, helping them not only with food and water, et cetera, but we're trying to, sometimes we do everything from housing, trying to find people apartments, um, jobs, et cetera. Um, we are planning this event for, um, for Independence Day at the soup kitchen. So if we have any chefs, any restaurants online, um, that's listening. 
that would like to donate a dish on that day. Um, next time when I come on, I can tell you what day they'll be serving at the soup kitchen for our Independence Day celebration. And it would be the soup kitchen in conjunction with the Smile Foundation, in conjunction with Pastor Pete that will be doing this. And all your help will be greatly appreciated. Um, if they want to make donation, you can give them my number, sir, 845-820-6598. And I can also yes. share it with them my email. Um, and they can yes. make a donation so that we still have back-to-school, a ton of back-to-school um, supplies to ship. So if they want to help with the shipping costs or if they have back-to-school items that they would like to get down, um, they're desperately in need of masks and gloves at the uh, when they share the food. So um, those items will be greatly appreciated. De De Debbie, Donna, give yes. me her email address. I didn't get your email address. Um, my email address is Debbie Campbell, D-E-B-B-Y-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L-N-Y-C -E -L -L at AOL.com. No, that was a little quick for me. Debbie Campbell. NYC. NYC. Yeah. Yes. At AOL.com. At AOL. Yes, sir. That's fine. Okay. Well, we have the okay, information. Thank you thank so you, much for thank you so much for joining us, Debbie, and also to Dawn for um, you know giving us a good uh, explanation. Well, perhaps explanation isn't the word, but uh, information on uh, the good work that you uh, you are and your organization are putting together. And as I said, we hope that uh, we will be able to help out with our promotion and in terms of. Uh, you know, appealing to our listeners to see if they can reach out and, you know, help where they can and talk to their neighbors and friends and push this for you so that it becomes a success. And do reach out to the, do reach out to the consulate again. Try and talk to somebody else. See if you can get rid of some of that red tape to get things done. All right. Thank, thank you so, much, so much, Debbie. Is that? Leon, are you Hello? available to say goodbye? Yeah, I'm sitting here. Leon, are you yes. available to say goodbye to Debbie and uh, Don? Are you hearing me? Uh, just yes. about. You're very low, but we can. Yeah. I see which one. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You, you, are you hearing me, folks? We are yes. hearing you clearly. Yeah. Okay. We want to thank you, Debbie, and we want to thank you, Dave. Uh, Dawn, I'm sorry I had some technical issues which uh, um, I could not participate into the conversation, but of course, you're always welcome to be on the show each and every Saturday and do what we do best, promote Antigua and any, any organization that is looking to help people around the world. We are a cricket show mainly, but we have a, an entertainment section every Saturday which tells which enables us to bring um, events like these to to the light to, to the ears of the public. I want to thank you so much for what you're doing, and I'm proud of you folks. I just want to do whatever part we can to help promote this cause. Give my regards to all, and whatever we can do, of course, rest assured that we'll do our best to make it happen. Okay. Be safe and be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Okay, but then uh, we have, yes, we have just a few moments okay. left. 
Yeah, well, and, even knowing that few minutes, Leon, I wondered, did you hear that? I, I, I wanted to say, did you hear that Linton Quasi Johnson was awarded an honorary doctorate by the University of the West Indies for his, you know, oratory, dub poetry? He's a well-known artist, as you, you, I'm sure you've heard of Linton Quasi Johnson, Leon. Did, did I lose you there? Yes. Yeah. Are you hearing me now? I am hearing you now, and I was just saying to you what you heard about Lyndon Quasi Johnson. No, I have not. He, yeah, but... he, he's been awarded a honorary doctorate by the University of the West Indies. Are, you, right. familiar with his, are you familiar with his poetry? No, I'm not. You probably may have to play some next Saturday morning. Uh, well, I I have to tell you, is one of my favorite uh, dub poetists, and I, I have just about all of his uh, albums that he's put out on, uh, and that's available. You know, you know it, but it, it is absolutely wonderful to hear. But back to cricket, you've got the latest scores. The uh, Indian 238 yeah. for three in their uh, second innings, a lead up 139. And, of mm-hmm. course, St. Lucia Kings, 224 for two in their allotted 20 overs, a field run rate of 11.20. I suspect that, you know, the uh, Patriots will be hard pushed to um, to get this one, but we'll see. We'll see. The, the score yeah. for the Patriots, can you repeat that yes. again? I, um, uh-huh. Yeah. The Kings were 224 for two in their allotted what? 20 overs. The Patriots who, who made the run for the Kings? Who made the run uh, for the Kings? Who? I, I who, will uh, tell you in, did, in, in did, two Of course, sh- they dropped the drop Conroy, right? I didn't uh, see that. Let's just see if I can uh, pick that up again and uh, tell you what's going on. But we're rapidly... Coming but, up to but the we, 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 yeah, we're coming to the end of the show. We probably um, just bring it in, in, the, in, in the interest of um, time. And, uh, oh, just say, go ahead. Fast Duplessis scored 120 runs in 60 balls. Wow. And Rustin, Rustin Chase, 64 in 31 balls. So, Ooh. Yes. Yes, they're. Uh, yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens when yeah. the um, the king, the the patriots come to bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's a tough, a tough hurdle to climb. Uh, 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 they If they can do it, so can we. Make, I'm sure the patriots. Yeah, I don't. I doubt. I doubt they can can make this. This is a lot of hurdle to to climb. Oh well. I'm glad for the king. Good with the Kings with blessings. Yes. He has not been doing anything at all, and he just came to the party today. And the other team has got to be aware, got to be aware. But uh, thank you so much for particularly for me, there, Dennis. It was just a, a lifesaver because I have done everything I can, but it seems as if some obstacles, some some persons or unknown persons, are interfering with the show and uh, blocking me out. I'm hearing everything that you're saying. 
but they're blocking my mic and, and I mute my mic and I have reported I reported it several times and they asked me to give the names of the people who have in information about the show and who are able to go on the show so I'm not going to be afraid to give them anything about that but um, <laughs> thank you so very much alright we're still on air we're still on air You there? Yeah, here. Well, we ran out of time by the looks of things. We are still on the air. Thank <laughs> you.